just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here. Good to have you. Okay, as, growing up as you know, the, the son of a you know, well-known evangelist, uh, I got to meet a lot of famous people growing up. We literally would have pro football players, uh, well-known singers, actors. I mean, I could name drop, but that's not the point. I've had a lot of successful <laughs> people come to our home, uh, and I've, I've met a lot of these guys, very, very wealthy people, uh, you know, presidents, presidential candidates, all these, all these people that you would look at and you would go, they are successful because by the world standards and even, you know, just by your own, uh, ideas of what you want to do in life, these, these people are very successful. One thing I've noticed, many of them are horribly miserable. I mean, if you think about it, famous people, you know, rock stars, movie stars, wealthy people, uh, athletes, they take their own lives, which to me is just the, the, the saddest thing of all. Why are people that achieve worldly success oftentimes, not always, oftentimes unfulfilled, completely unhappy? Uh, they make a mess of their lives. There was a coach here in town who won a few Super Bowls many years ago, uh, but it cost him his, his wife, his kids, his family. Uh, and he, he didn't regret it. And I thought, God, that is so sad. I would not trade a Super Bowl ring for what I have in my wife and my four children and now a grandchild and hopefully more to come. I mean, that you, you can't buy that, right? Well, we're going to talk about success today. Uh, and my guest has written a book called A Recipe for Biblical success. And I think that's probably the key word Jason will tell us. Uh, Jason Koash is my guest today. Uh, and so we're going to, we're just going to explore this little thing. And I think it'll help you wherever you're at in life. Uh, especially if you're young and you're looking at, you know, I want to be successful in this way. We might want to just change course a little bit because over time that makes all the difference. If you're older in life and maybe you've had some success, uh, you can still, these are things that never go away as long as you're breathing. So I invite you into the conversation. Hello, Loretta. If you guys are watching live, you can jump in, uh, throw in a question, comment. We always love to hear that. And if you're watching in the replay, I do read the comments and appreciate the nice ones. I delete the memes. <laughs> Jason, welcome to Life Today Live. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> There's you an intro. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you look, well, okay. Here's the, here's the first question because um, you know you're first time author, uh, and books don't write themselves. I like to tell people, uh, it takes it takes work. Why did you decide this is the topic that I want to write about? Uh, I mean, to tie into your intro, uh, not, not a famous athlete, um, not a famous pastor or anything by that stretch of the imagination, but, uh, in the church planting world, uh, I had a lot of success and, uh, we launched in a small town, New Jersey with, uh, just under 600 people, um, had full-time staff a month in, uh, we had a lot of success, um, and then COVID happened, 
and all those numbers went away. And, uh, and so I felt like, um, a giant failure walked through a church split and, uh, just in different ways. I mean, I, I started getting, uh, I, I, I see, I see a counselor and, uh, there was a low point where I really did just contemplate taking my life. Not that I was going to go that direction, but those mm-hmm. thoughts started to creep in because all the successful metrics I used to have went away. And, uh, and so I went on this journey. I just woke up one morning doing my devotions and uh, came across Proverbs uh, 3, 3 through 4. Uh, Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart and uh, so that you may have favor mm-hmm. and good success with God and man. And I was like, man, I, I want favor and I want success, but I was striving after things that weren't the front end of that verse. And so uh, mm-hmm. I'm a wicked driven driven person and uh, God God showed me just through that verse how how and where to be driven. And so that's where this book came from. Interesting. It was very interesting that you were in the church already. So you would think that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe your ideas of success would align biblically. Where do you yeah, think? Where yeah. do you think you maybe got some ideas that you had to then relearn? Maybe some goals you had to rethink. Well, I uh, so I read uh, a lot of business books. I uh, I, listen, I should say I listen to a lot of business books, and uh, and so those worldly metrics uh, come into the church, and uh, they're not bad. Numbers have a place, um, and uh, those those things are important, but. Um, at the forsaking my biblical, not my, not that I had a bad walk with Jesus, but I was craving numbers less than I was craving faithfulness. Mm. And I was seeing uh, worldly metrics within the church world as my measure of success. Uh, and when those worldly metrics went away, uh, I was like, well, what do I have to yeah. show for myself? Yeah. Um, so, you know. do, I mean, do you, Certainly, you didn't hear a sermon growing up on that, did you? Or maybe you did. I mean, I could actually point to a few in my lifetime where if you're not reaching the masses, I mean, I feel it right here. You know, mm-hmm. I, a couple of years ago, um, we uh, dropped from, you know, 150, 250 people live just on Facebook to seven. Now, I know mm-hmm. why, and it wasn't any mm-hmm. doing of my own, but it does. You do feel that. You, you go, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. But did... Just, just sort of uh, the human condition to maybe look at at numbers as success or dollars as success or even positive feedback, praise as success, number of comments, number of likes, kind of thing. Or do you, mm-hmm. is that just kind of the world we live in? You think? I yeah, I think it's the world we live in, and sometimes that is that is good. Like I mean, you sure. mentioned um, like those evangelism, those those times you get into a stadium and you're you're preaching the gospel to thousands of people like yeah that's a that's a that's a good thing uh but i've had i've had a young lady come up to my church uh come into my church one day and uh and she said uh, god's calling me to be the next billy graham uh, i'm gonna i'm like and i was like okay great um so who was the last person you led to jesus well uh that I, and, and she like fumbled 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 and i was like okay don't get lost in the stadium of people that you're going to preach Jesus to. Um, why don't you start with what you want to do for everybody do for that one person. And, uh, and I think, yeah, so those goals aren't bad, but we can't, we can't make that our measure. Um, because yeah. Yeah. if that's the measure, 
Gideon was a was a wicked failure uh, <laughs> when he cut his army down in obedience to God by worldly metrics. He he's a failure, yeah. uh, but in God's eyes, he's a he's a success. So. Yeah, you know when we when we do get into numbers and things like that. Um, you get people criticizing both ends, you know, well, you're not mm-hmm. reaching enough. Oh, well, you just got your eyes on the big, and look, Jesus, he had 12 disciples, right? So it wasn't mm-hmm. a large crowd that he discipled initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet when he spoke, thousands of people showed up oftentimes, yeah. but that wasn't the measure for him. So what, what are some of the things that you've redirected towards? You mentioned a few of them. Mm-hmm. that you now go, okay, I can measure whether I'm being successful in God's eyes, pleasing to him by these metrics, not the business book metrics. What what would those new ones be? So I, I based the book, broke it up into really just use that verse as a framework, Proverbs 3. And so uh, steadfast love, uh, faithfulness, commitment, uh, steadfast love, faithfulness, commitment in the heart and looked at those four things that are mentioned or alluded to in the verse and said, okay, let's just, let's just focus on those four things right now. And if, if I can die, um, the, what, what I define as, uh, the measure of success or a biblical success is when God's ways and God's heart become my way and my heart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so if I have a large crowd, but I'm not faithful, if I have a large crowd, but I'm not steadfast in love, if I have a large crowd, but I'm not I'm committed to the ways of Christ. If I have a large crowd, uh, but I don't have the right heart, Mm -hmm. God's not going to see anything about my life as a success. Uh, And so um, with each, uh, each one of those ingredients uh, has a chapter where um, I break it down talking about what, um, well, the way God sees it, the way Jesus embodied it, uh, seven marks for each one of those things where I would just text a group of people and say, Hey, you, you are men and women walking faithfully, faithfully with Jesus. If someone's crushing it with commitment to Christ, what would it look like? What would you expect? And mm-hmm. so I just broke those down. And uh, and then at the end of it, talked about what favor and success looks like as God sees favor and success. Well, let's, let's talk about commitment for a second. Um, what, what, do you, what does that look like? Is it just commitment to God, commitment to his word, commitment to other people? How do you, how do you look at it? I mean, com- commitment, faithfulness goes hand in hand. Uh, and so it's, uh, there are, like, if I'm a committed person, uh, am I, do my finances, uh, show that if mm-hmm. I am, um, uh, my wife's commitment was, you know, when I use that as like a reference point to be, um, faithfulness and commitment can be intertwined, but my commitment to my wife is bigger than that first day we met. It is now it's pursuing her. Now it is every day, not saying I want to be technically sound, uh, I actually want to pursue her and date her and, you know, those things that we hear and pastors talking about. Uh, So uh, commitment is staying committed to the goal at hand. Um, Jesus was committed to get himself to the cross. And so um, when God has called us to something, are we committed to see it through? Um, So those are some of the aspects mentioned in the book. And and none of this is earth shattering, right? Like we're not (laughs) talking about like, Um, Here are five keys to success and you just have to do X, Y, and Z. We're talking about things that aren't crazy profound. And I think that is the problem, isn't it? Like if you were like, if you today were like, Hey, I only had five viewers, but you can fall asleep being like, man, I really embodied a committed follower of Jesus Christ tonight. Mm -hmm. You and I both know that's a great thing, but we don't feel that way when we go to bed. Um, And so 
this is just something that we have to get into our thinking of like be faithful be steadfast be committed you know those, those yeah. basic well tenets. and you know i think the ability to sleep at night and be at peace with where you're at regardless of you know the mm-hmm. numbers uh or the perceived impact they really go to priorities in my mind yes yeah uh, like why why am i doing what i'm doing what do i want to get out of it and is it because i'm trying to please men or impress people or is it it's is it out of obedience you know to to god and that's that's really why i started doing this because the numbers aren't blowing them off the door and from a ministry standpoint you know we're not boosting posts we're not paying to advertise we're not doing any of that uh and so it 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 forces you to just reassess what what are my priorities is that kind of maybe what happened to you when you realized you know i feel like a failure it's like well maybe my priorities Mm -hmm. weren't right yeah yeah or or i mean priorities could be in place but misaligned um and so yeah and so like i my priorities i don't think have really changed but um i mean honestly part of the journey that i'm facing right now is this is teaching me that i have limitations and so like i'm driven i crave (laughs) success and i if i if i could i would work 70 hours a week for my church uh i would be on the road trying to sell this book um but in 45 minutes, I got two little boys coming off a bus. And in an hour and a half, I got a seven-year-old girl coming off a bus. Uh, and so this whole journey of success teaches me that I have limitations, and it sucks. Um, <laughs> but um, but that, is, that goes to your question about priorities, is, is realizing that God has made me with limitations and that I can be comfortable with success being in his hands. You know, and that's like it, it doesn't sound necessarily profound, but it's profound when it it's working mm-hmm. in your life, when you live it yep. out. All right. Mm-hmm. This is the book, A Recipe for Biblical Success by Jason Koash. I get that right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is the, <clears throat> excuse me, he is, um, like, are you the lead pastor at Wellspring? I'm the lead pastor. Lead yes, pastor. Sir. Okay. So he's the lead pastor at Wellspring. Just my cheat sheet. Just he says he launched <laughs> the church. And, you never know. Yep. and uh, Tom's River, New Jersey, which, by the way, is why he uses wicked as an adjective in ways that us in the South are like, <laughs> wicked. What does he mean? <laughs> which is, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so the, the idea, though, that, that you're about to maybe not do an interview that you could do or not spend some time, you know, working to promote. Your your book, which is not a bad mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. Or yeah. even working for the church, which we would call a good thing. But you're going to go spend time with your with your kids. Mm-hmm. That is a whole realignment of priority uh, that I do think is biblical, 100. Mm-hmm. percent um, mm-hmm. Have you experienced more peace in your life since you started saying, you know what, my priorities are my kids. That's what who God's given me to oversee. Uh, and, and I'm not going to worry about the rest or do you still struggle? Cause I mean, I get it. We, we do. Yeah, no, I definitely still struggle. Um, and if I, I mean, transparently, I, I still, I still struggle. Um, but yet I see better results. So like that, like, so like the battle for me right now is that I have limitations, um, in that as I've, I'm not giving myself wholly over to the church. The church is a byproduct of, to use that, you know, commit commitment earlier. Mm. That's one of the things I mentioned in the book is that um, Wellspring is a byproduct of my commitment um, to God. Um, 
but it's not all of my commitment to God. And so when I'm playing with my kids, doing like um, sitting at a baseball field or whatnot, um, it is hard to, for me to find peace with what I'm not doing. Um, <laughs> but I do fall asleep and sleep well, knowing that I can, I can tell you in the last two years, I've seen my kids grow. I have seen my kids fall in love with Jesus. My kids serve at the church and it won't always be the case. Um, but this focus, I have a kid down the street right now that comes to church on Wednesday nights for youth group. Um, we bring him, and he, his parents don't know Jesus, but I don't know, just I, I see the fruit of living a life that isn't craving just being on the road, selling books, talking at conferences and, and whatnot. So. so, yeah, have you, you, I know you've seen, because one of them was pretty, is pretty close to you geographically, these well-known, you know, kind of superstar pastors, which I, I get some people are in the spotlight because God puts them there, not because they're seeing yeah, exactly. So I'm not painting mm-hmm. with a too broad a brush, but we've seen them, yep. we've seen them crash and burn. Mm-hmm. What do you, how do you process that? What do you think? Because I mean, I, I look at it and go, maybe there is some of what you're talking about uh, a miscarriage. Yeah, you lose sight of character. Yeah. 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 So, like, like my one of my opening premises is that if we don't see success the way God sees success, then we will sometimes feel like a success where God doesn't see success, and we will sometimes feel like a failure where God doesn't see failure, uh, and so big name pastors that commit suicide, have an affair. Many affairs in ministry are men or like people trying to escape and just looking like forcing them way, their ways, their way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, for me, like, I don't think, like you said, like, I don't think it was bad. If God gives me a platform, I'm, I'm going to take it and, and utilize it for the, for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but never to the neglect of, living the Christian life the way God has called me to live the Christian life in that um, I, I I want to die in here. Well done, good and faithful servant. I don't dream of hearing well done, good and successful servant. Mm. Uh, and so uh, to strive after faithfulness That's good. changes what you're trying to accomplish. Well, yeah, I mean, it's right there in the subtitle of your book. It says a guide to honor God in the pursuit mm-hmm. of a successful life. The mm-hmm. idea that the, honoring God is the primary thing and the Mm -hmm. success is the secondary thing I think really is the the order but Mm -hmm. it's hard it's a little bit of a battle at times yeah absolutely yep so um you like to look in the book at uh at King David and boy what a Mm -hmm. complex dude and Mm -hmm. successful in a lot of ways and massively (laughs) a failure in so many ways what do you draw from that so the we we look at him really as a case study for heart and uh and so like i i see this the heart is that determining factor like god jesus says it to the pharisees um yeah 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 but your hearts are far far from me um from a if you just look from a religious standpoint pharisees and the disciples in many ways looked a lot alike um not completely naturally but it, religiously, they did a lot of the same things, but their hearts were different. And so bringing in David, what did David had? He had heart. This is a dude that could wake up, uh, murder people in the morning and write poetry in the evening. Like he was a, <laughs> such a unique dude, right? Uh, but over and over again, his heart, his heart, his heart. What I love about David and what gives me confidence as I search my own heart is I 
don't see many repeated sins from David. Um, David would do something. He would pay the price for it. Um, but even like his uh, affair with Bathsheba, at the end of his life, he has a maidservant waiting on him. And he's very particular with how that maidservant like uh, comes, like approaches the bed and things of that nature where you could tell he learned his lesson. Oh, uh, and so um, I really, when we look at David, it is, what does it look like? Because we're all going to fail. Um, that's sin, that's brokenness. With the right heart, how do we bounce back um, to keep chasing after God? Uh, and so that's where we bring in David in his heart. Well, and it is interesting that that the New Testament says that I think it's in the New Testament it says that David was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Acts, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you look at, I mean, we would say that that's a fallen pastor. You know, uh, we would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting that you can make mistakes but i think your point about the repeated mistakes uh mm-hmm. not learning the lesson not which is means not really changing your heart changing your mind which is not repenting uh mm-hmm. is 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 powerful do you <laughs> i'm not going to ask you to unload your laundry right here but uh, do you do you feel like that god is bringing you to a place where when you when he does point out a mistake that you've made that you are able to learn from it and move on from it, not dwell on it, not repeat it? Uh, I would like to say I don't dwell on it. There are moments. Um, but uh, like in my past, drinking drinking was an issue. And mm. it was actually March Madness was the last time I had a drink, uh, um, I don't know, 12 years ago. Mm. Um, and that was something that not an alcoholic, but just in my position in ministry, I just wouldn't really care about limits too many times. Uh, and so it was like, I got confronted with it and stopped. Um, and so, and yet at the same time I have, I have fleshly issues. Like I struggle. Um, I have to track my calories because if I don't track my calories, I will eat way more than I should every single day. Um, and, uh, so anyways, like, yeah, there's, there's struggles and it's just, a, it's a daily grind to, to acknowledge where, where your shortcomings are. Any tips on anyone who's like, yeah, I, I'm, I got my daily grind too. And it's, it's beating mm-hmm. me up. It's chewing me up and spitting me out. Uh, have you learned anything about how to get through that grind successfully, which according to your book would be a, biblically successfully, you know, not just maybe making it through March Madness without, you know, getting sloppy drunk, but. Uh, yep. not even having the desire to even go there again. Hmm. Is there any, anything you've learned? Yeah. The, I mean, for me, it's, uh, I mean, I do have a, I have a workbook that accompanies this book that does make it more applicable. And so there's some exercises in there. Um, like one exercise in there is identifying those areas and then, uh, looking to scripture and trying to memorize some scripture journal about it. Um, and things of things of that nature. Um, but just my pastoral advice to kind of almost put the book aside uh, for a second uh, would be going to prayer that yes, the Bible, the Bible memorization. Um, but for me, um, these areas where I fall short, I start asking myself, what would it look, what would it look like to worship God in this area? Um, and that mental question, uh, impacts me. Um, and so like when it comes to eating and that, that falling short for me is 
I, I want to honor God with my body. And so what does it look like to honor God in this area? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not so much about trying not to do what is bad, but to try to do what is good. Um, and sometimes we look at righteousness um, as just don't do bad um, when righteousness is also pursuing good. So. Oh, that's good. That's interesting. And again, that's back to honoring God as the priority. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that, what is, Paul says, um, all things are acceptable, yep. but not all things are profitable. And and that's yep. that's one that you really can't go around judging other people in that regard. You have to oh, hear no. from God yeah. individually on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it won't all necessarily look the same for each individual person. I mean, there are absolutes in Scripture. I'm not denying that. But there are a lot of yep. what we would call gray areas, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. for your wife, it may be like, well, yeah, I can have a piece of pie, but you feel like, you yeah. know, that wouldn't be honoring God. And exactly. when you get down exactly. to that granular, granular level of detail in your life, uh, I believe that that's where it, it a shift really comes. Uh, and you, you're, you're talking a very close walk with God at that point. Do you feel yep. that as you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're drawing closer and striving you know, if, if Jesus is the bar of commitment and not um, the local gang member and you're striving <laughs> to be like Jesus and not just better than your average gang member, then you str- then you and I both are going to have things to confess every single day. Yeah. Um, and so um, if we make the gang member the, uh, <laughs> the reference point, then I, I don't have a lot of sin to confess today. But when Jesus is the reference point, then I got some stuff to confess. So Yeah, in Jersey they're gang members down here, they're the, the cartels. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man, this is good. All right, I want to show people real quick your website. This is jasoncoash.com. If you want to go check out an everyday pastor doing everyday things, serving an extraordinary God. I like the tagline, by the way. Uh, he's got a blog there and some other materials, and you can link to the book as well. You can pick up the book wherever yeah. you get books if you want to explore that a little deeper. Man, I'll, I'll let you have the last word. Uh, it's Friday, so we got the whole weekend for people to ponder mm-hmm. what you say right here. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, <laughs> what do you want to leave people <laughs> with? No pressure, no pressure. Uh, well, I, I guess I, the thing that first comes to mind is um, – to really think about biblical success and that it's going to look different. And so if your life, if you have been faithful today and you don't have a new car outside uh, and perhaps maybe you're going through a hardship because you're being faithful, then, then take joy on the inside that God, God might just be onto something. Um, you might just be onto something in um, striving after God. So, yeah. And for those of us in ministry, you know, if one I think about this every day when I do interviews with people like you. Mm-hmm. If one person watches this and it draws them closer to God, mm-hmm. there's success. Yeah. You know, Amen. one person comes Amen. to Christ, all of heaven rejoices. That's better than all the all likes you heaven. could ever get on Facebook or YouTube or Rumble or all the other places we're at. So <laughs> appreciate you, man. It's yeah. Good. Yeah, thank you. Keep thank you. Uh, keep the time. Keep the main thing the main thing. I love it. Amen. Cool. Appreciate you thank guys you. out there. Hope this is lifted you up a little bit, maybe give you some good things to think about, redirect, and put that honor God right there in the front. Uh, It's all good. Uh, There's your encouragement for today. And come back. uh, We've got, we're booked through, uh, what is this, March? We're booked through March. We're booked, I think I've got like two open dates in April, and we're booking May, which is crazy, which means that my assistant Mm -hmm. 
has done a fine job of finding people that we know will encourage you and inspire you and help you grow. And that's the point. So keep coming back. If you haven't liked, subscribe, followed, do that. And if you know someone uh, who needs to hear what Jason had to say today, hit that share button. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. I want to know this book. It's the only book he ever wrote. You need to know the Word of God. You need to know what God's book says. It's God's Word, brother. It's food. It's It's God's book.